That's classic. We bring you great laughs and a unique behind-the-scenes look at classic television shows and movies. I'm John Cato. I am an actor, voiceover artist, and also bring you an amazing insight as a moderator with over 20 years' experience in the television industry. We are live today, and uh, today, as always, uh, I have to say I'm always excited to talk with my friend, Bob Bergen, and I always like to introduce him as animation extraordinaire. And wait, are we live live? Well, no. <laughs> oh, okay. You, well, we are on the recording. <laughs> you scared me. Did you? Also, we're, we're, you know, you and I are just, you know, shooting the shit a second ago. And also, oh, we're live today. I'm like, well, you didn't tell me that. I just said, I no, I, I just mean we're, okay. we're, we're recording. Ah, <laughs> uh, got you. Okay. All right. All right. You push buttons. Yes, that is all correct. Right. All right. Um, today, we're, we're both going to uh, be talking about a show that we both have, uh, grew up with and love. Um, I Dream of Jeannie. So um, what, what can I say? I, I think we got to start off, Bob, right out of the gates. Um, why don't you tell your story about the I Dream a Genie bottle? Because I think we left off in one of our last podcasts about that. You don't want to start with the house? I mean, it usually oh, God, the house. Actually, hope- what? What? For real? Is there a house? Yes. No, I yeah. did not know that. Actually, let's start with that. And we'll go on to the bottle. What, what about okay. the house? The house is at, is at the Warner Ranch, which used to be the Columbia Ranch on Hollywood Way, mm-hmm. right down the street from Warner Brothers. Um, yeah. It was the Columbia Ranch. You know, was the, 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 the I Dream of Genie house uh, was Mr. Wilson's house in the Dennis the Menace series. Oh my gosh, I never knew this. Yeah, and um, it's right down the street from the Bewitched house. And when I would do Looney Tunes, which their recording studio is, is right down the street from that street, I would get there early and roam the street and, you know, I would see, um, you know, the, the Dennis, the menace house and the bewitched house and the I dream a genie house, which looks totally different now because it's basically just dressed for whatever they were, they last used it for, but it's also right next to the Dennis. I think the Dennis, the menace house, I'm pretty sure your fans, all 500 of them (laughs) will write and, and correct me, but I'm pretty sure the Dennis, the menace house, which is right next to, the I Dream of Genie House was the house that was used in the first Lethal Weapon movie where um, uh, Danny Glover was yeah. sitting on the John and the bomb exploded. Oh my God, that, now that's a cool piece of trivia and I'm going to have there to research go. that. But wow. yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is audio, not, not video, but I've got, I used to take tons of pictures when I would roam the lot when I was doing uh, Looney Tunes and just take, I'd go in and out of those houses. And so, but it's just a shell, it's just a facade. It's, it's not real, but it I is still I honestly, I, I never knew that about the house. I, my brain, my brain was thinking of it, but I, I thought of it more of like maybe interstitials as they break to another scene or something like that. Well, That's we're going to go to a later season, but because we got to start like genie proper, but Dr. Bellows lived in the bewitched house and they even oh. used the, they even used the interior set for his house. I don't know why they did that, wow. but it was obviously the exterior, obviously the interior. Okay. Now that is pretty wild. Yeah. It really is. That was Dr. Bellows' house. And it really was only, in, in theory, it was only two down from uh, the I Dream of Genie house. Pretty close. Pretty close. Maybe more, a little bit more than two, but right around the corner. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about the bottle. Come on. It's always about the bottle. I want, all right. I, it's a good story. I like it. All right. So I'm, I'm at a fan convention and uh, this guy comes up to me and he says, I've got this booth of memorabilia from movies and TV shows. And it was, by the way, one of my first conventions. 
Yeah. And I was, I was, I'm a, I was a volunteer big brother. I had my little brother there with me. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy says, uh, we usually share, you know, go from booth to booth and say, you know, I'll give you something of mine. You give me something of yours. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, well, what do you want? He goes, well, can I have like 25 autographed pictures? And my little brother, who I think was about seven or eight, goes, that's excessive, dude. And I said, no, that, that's okay. I don't care, whatever. And he goes, you can come to my booth and get anything you want. Oh, my gosh. I said, that's okay. Cool. So I go to his booth. He had like a finger from a Planet of the Apes movie, like a monkey, like a monkey finger. Oh, my God. And By the way, had, I would have loved that. But anyway, it, it was it was kind of cool, but it yeah. just looked like a looked like a like a an ape finger. I mean, that's all. It's just a rubber ape finger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he had a lot, a lot of clothes. And then he had this, this, um, uh, a smoky, I dream of genie looking bottle. Wow. And I said, Oh, I'll take that. And he goes, Oh, you, you want the bottle? And I said, is that, is that a problem? He goes, well, there were like three things I was going to take down before you came over here. I took down two of them. I forgot what the third one was. And I guess that's it. But Oh my God. I said, I said, I said, well, no, you can keep it. He goes, no, you can have it. Now, most people, most fans of the show know that the, the, the bottle was a Jim, Jim Beam uh, whiskey bottle. Yeah. 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 Right. That was their, that was their holiday bottle that they used to, to for, for, for booze. They right. had one year, one year it had a handle, same bottle, but it had a handle. And for that year, it was just the, the, that bottle. And, um, so, I mean, and, and, you know, Screen Gems would buy dozens of them and paint them and, and use them for the show. And it looked, the, the bottle was painted differently for the first season than from the second season on. It was kind of- That I didn't know. That I didn't know. Yeah. If you look at the first season, it's a totally different looking bottle. It was black with, with well, it was a black and white show, but it was black with some gold leafing. And then season two, when it went to color, they made it purple because mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's color show. So why not make it a little bit more vibrant? So um, yeah, G, in I, fact, I had read, by the way, just so you know, that Barbara Eden actually had, well, I'm going to say one of the original bottles right. in your story, but she actually finally donated that one to the Smithsonian. And it did was, she really? Yeah, she did. did she she really? finally did uh, donate it. Yeah, and I think- yeah, From what I understand, color. a lot of them got broken in the Northridge earthquake. You know, I think Larry Hagman's got broken and, and I think- uh, uh, Bill Daly had one that got broken and it was, wow. it was just, yeah. Um, so I had my little smoke bottle and I don't even know the guy's name, Yeah, but I get an, I get an email from this guy. Uh, can I send him a porky pig happy birthday for his granddaughter? And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? And, you know, <laughs> I don't know where that? this just comes in, but you when, must yeah. get them all the time. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do. I yeah. get them all the time. Yeah. And, and that was, this is even before like, you know, social media. So he just found me somehow. Right. Um, and, you know, we were doing an email back and forth conversation. You know, what do you do? He goes, well, I'm retired, but I used to work in television. What did you do? We go, oh, I was an art director. Anything I'd know. Oh yeah. I worked for Columbia and Screen Gems. Well, and what would I know? Well, I was instrumental in designing the look of the I Dream of Genie bottle. Oh, come on. I mean, seriously, what are the chances of that? I, mean, I said, get out of here. Yeah. And I said, okay, um, I have a Jim Beam bottle. Would, would, you, would you paint it for me? Wow. And he said, I haven't done one of those since the show. And I said, okay, well, don't worry about it. He goes, no, you know what? I think he is, look, I'm old. 
Um, send it to me, I'll, but just be patient. Cato. Yeah. Years, years later. <laughs> oh my God. Cause I, I thought my bottle was lost forever. Yeah. It was just gone. I just sent it away. And I, years later, I got it back with a, a pop. Sorry about you know, the delay, blah, blah, blah. And he signed it and it was numbered on the back on the bottom. Um, and so, um, I'm auditioning for a voiceover thing one day and I get, uh, an audition and I'm reading with Barbara Eden. Oh my gosh, Bob, you're killing me. And right I told, now. Her, I told her about on. the, I told her about the guy. I told her the name and she goes, Oh no, he worked. He did work on the show. Oh my yep. God. So, so what I had was never used on the show, but it was an, a, a gym beam bottle that was hand painted by the guy that was, was hands-on with the original series. Wow. What was her reaction, by the way? Did you tell her this whole story about the fact that you had, how you got it? And, and yeah, she was not terribly impressed. <laughs> kind of, kind of, in fact, I met, I met her again uh, when I was hosting Jep. Uh, Sony had a big party for all the shows on the air that year on the, on the back lot. And I saw her there and uh, she was talking to Chuck Woolery. And I went up to Chuck Woolery and I said, hey, I have a Rolex that I won on Wheel of Fortune on Teen Week when, I, when you were hosting Wheel of Fortune. Oh, and hi, Barbara Eden. I've got that bottle. And neither one gave a, gave a, gave a damn. <laughs> yeah, Chuck's uh, like, hey, kid, uh, I'm, I'm talking to Barbara Eden. I know, right? Hey, um, the, the thing that I was going to say, by the way, um, Barbara Eden, when she was there, I wonder if that's when she was filming the reunion. Um, and was that, well, I shouldn't no. say reunion. Was that no movie? the reunion? The reunion was in the seventies. Was it? I'm thinking of the one with Wayne Rogers as oh, uh, Tony. Oh, I have a problem when they do a, re, a reunion show and they change the format. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like if it's a um, if it's a four camera sitcom and the reunion show is a single camera, like a movie. Right. You know, um, and and this one was a two hour movie. Yep. Uh, Larry Hagman was doing Dallas. He couldn't come back for it. Wayne Rogers. Um, you know what? I see. I'm, 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 I like, I like a laugh track. I, I call me, call me crazy, but yeah. I missed, yeah. I missed the laugh track. Yeah. I thought it kind of boring and I'm, I'm a big, I dream of genie fan, but I agree with you. I mean, Wayne Rogers did his best, but it, it just wasn't the same, but I was thinking it was right around that time, but maybe it wasn't, maybe it was earlier than that. No, it was because yeah. Jeff was in the 90s and that was, well, hang on. I have this machine Wait. right here. Keep, keep yeah. talking. I think it was 80s. I, I, my brain is- I, Was like, it called I Dream of Genie? Genie 15 yeah. years later? Yeah. I, yeah. Because I think it's, I, I, I personally, I think it's 85. That's that's my thought. Is that I, your guess? Yeah. What's yours? 85? Yeah. Did you look it up? I didn't. No, I didn't. I just, I'm just thinking back to that time. October 20th, 1985. Okay, come on. Very good. Come Kato on. Gets, Kato gets points. Oh, you know what was in the 70s was the Gilligan reunion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. But she looked damn, I'm looking at pictures, she looked damn good. I was just going to say, Barbara Eden really uh, took care of herself. I mean, she looked terrific. She still looks good. I mean, you can tell that she's, she, was she close to 90 now? Right. She is. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I've, I've seen her at a few events and she, she is, I don't know. I don't know what she, if she's had work recently, it's good. 
She looks, yeah. she's sharp. She looks, she's just, she's sexy. She's very elegant. She is, she is. Yeah, she's, she's got good genes. I think, I think part of the appeal of I Dream of Jeannie was, I mean, Barbara Eden is a beautiful woman, but at the same time, there is such a kindness about her, such a, a warmth yeah. about her that it's like, yeah, it, you could say that, that there's a, obviously a sexual part to I Dream of Jeannie, but it's in such a like all American, nice, you know, girl, woman, you know, way. It's just, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, this nice yeah. all-American girl and this 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 uh, uh, astronaut who keeps her caged up in a bottle. <laughs> I mean, let's be really honest, okay? In, yeah. in, in the in the land of Me Too, this show would not happen. It today. would not happen. She no. You know, she liked um, uh, what was it? She said that. Uh, oh, I know what it was. She said in the second season when they actually get married, she felt that ruined the show. It that wasn't she, the second season. It was the last season. Was it the last season? I thought it was the second season they got. No, married. no, 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 no. Second, nope. Second season was the season, the first season that was in color. It was the very last season yeah, that they mixed her off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just felt that when once they got married, it killed what the show was about, which honestly, part of it was the sexual tension between Tony and her, you know? And um, she felt that was kind of like put the nail in the coffin on the show. I agree with her 100%. It changed. The, it, there, there was no... Um, you know, everybody knew who she was. They didn't know that she was a genie, but she, everybody knew her. She didn't have to hide. Right. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like when they remodeled his house. I don't like change, John. No, okay? I, I don't. You know, I didn't. I didn't mind I t when the show first started. Uh, Roger didn't even know she was a. G she existed. Oh, I didn't. I, now that I knew that he didn't know that she was a, a genie, but he actually didn't even know she existed. No, no. She. He. he I think he discovered she was a genie at the end of the first season mm -hmm. and i and i'm not sure if it was the first season or the second season where they went from major nelson to i'm sorry from captain nelson to major nelson and i don't know why that made a difference yeah, i know why, why I know. change what? what does that what does that do and dr bellows he was a psychiatrist yeah that's right okay a nasa psychiatrist and there's a colonel colonel bellows but but, but and he was nuts so right. I, I, don't, I don't quite understand What's do, do, does NASA have a psychiatrist on yes, staff like know. that? I know that they I know that they took it serious enough that NASA actually had the cast out to um, whatever Cape Canaveral or whatever it was, and they actually met with Buzz Aldrin. I That's mean, cool. at, at a dinner, yeah, yeah, and she she apparently got to stand you know stand up and tell some special story uh, at the time. I I don't know about That's the cool. Show. Yeah. Well, well, the first season, she didn't blink. She batted her eyes. Right. Yes, I and, do remember and, that. And she and she talked, uh, thee and thou. Okay. Thou, th yeah, that's where's, where's thou going? And then and then like halfway through the first season, they were. And by the way, you know that she was pregnant in the first season, and her yeah. her veils just kept getting a little bit a little bit more covery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, a good little one on that, too, is the husband was Michael Ansara and he Who played, played the blue gin. Blue, yeah. Blue de gin. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like the blue gin. Yeah. Yeah. And he's supposedly the guy that sent her into the bottle in the first place. That's right. Yeah. Because he, he made right. her a genie because I think it. I, I, now I could be wrong on this, but I thought it was because she wouldn't marry him in the show. I don't know. I mean, I, I think she was already a genie, but I think that he banished her to the bottle. 
Well, yeah, there's some kind of there's some kind of weird deal on that that they changed the story. I think he well, one of the things I read, she he made her a genie as a punishment and put her in the bottle. Then another one I read that she was already a genie and that her family, which is what comes up in the show, that her family was a family of many genies. And there you go. Yeah, but they never really confirmed what that and was. And then they had to do that whole, hey, uh, who's, okay, what, what came first? Genie's evil sister or Samantha's wacky cousin? <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a you good- You know what I'm talking about? Because yeah, I do know, I know exactly. The polar yeah. opposite. Both yeah. screen gems, yeah. both produced by the same, you know, the same studio, houses down the street from each other. Not real original, whoever decided to copy it. I don't know they who did. They might have shared writers. They might have shared writers. No, I don't think they shared writers. Well, somebody stole it from the other one. There's no this doubt. This is what I'm it. saying. This is yep. what I'm saying. They, 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 <laughs> and they, so, so Jeannie was NBC. I think Bewitched was ABC. And Bewitched was longer. Bewitched out, out, outlasted Jeannie by many years, I think. Not, not, not that many. I think Jeannie went off in what, in the 70? Yeah, that's probably right in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bewitched started first. So Bewitched probably started with Serena and then somebody. It had... probably was that. The, the other thing that's funny about that, which I'm sorry, I have a real hard time with this one. Jeannie's evil sister was also played by Bar- <laughs> Barbara Eden. And, and, her, and her name was? Oh, you know, it's so funny you said that because I couldn't think of it right now. Uh, her name was her name was Jeannie. Her her sister's evil sister's was Jeannie. They were all named Jeannie. Okay, that is funny. Because I was just thinking of that Wayne Rogers remake, and I was like, didn't they say the name of the evil sister? But I can't remember. But she the thing that's really funny about the evil sister, though, What's is that a lot of fans. They, they said a lot of fans <laughs> did not realize that Barbara Eden played both parts. Really? Like, yeah, I swear. They, they said that a lot of fans uh, during the, the run of the show were quite surprised to find out, you know, that it was, it was in essence, you know, Barbara Eden. I, I'm like, how do you, how do you not look at that? That's a, that, that one was pretty easy to tell. Yeah, I mean, I think one has dark hair and one has blonde hair. Exactly. Well, it's they, the same with uh, it's the same with Bewitched. That's what they yeah. do with Bewitched. But I thought some, that uh, Elizabeth Montgomery really changed the character a lot more than Barbara Eden. Yeah, you're you're probably right. I mean, Barbara Eden, she just made her a little sassier and and she tried to. And be- I'm looking at I'm looking at Wikipedia. Her sister's yeah. name was Jeannie Two. Oh, <laughs> Jeannie Two. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Which basically means it was Jeannie. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It was all the way. By the way, I liked, you know, you mentioned um, Roger, the character of Roger. I liked Bill Daly a lot. I thought he was a great, I thought he was very underrated. Um, oh, on the show. He was great, but he, you know, he played the same character in everything. So, because if it's I Dream of Gene, it's like, oh, hey, Tony. And if it's Bob Newhart, oh, hey, Bob. I mean, it's the yeah. same likable, oh, live next door. Oh, I work with this guy. Just, ter- but his, he's a comedic genius he was yeah. so good at comedy i agree he could really play off the straight man so to yeah. Speak. yeah yeah he was also wasn't he like the father or something like that an elf oh was he yeah i think he was the father and elf oh all right I don't back I, I, yeah one I, of one of them yeah that's a that's a weird one you know yeah, well that, that's yeah that's uh that's kind of out of there but who knew yeah i, I, know. I, I, never, I, know. I have not seen elf i'm sorry yeah, it's uh, well, no, you'll have to tell that to Elf. But anyway, there you go. Um, 
The, the other one that I enjoyed was her costumes, which obviously the genie costume is kind of sexy, whatever, however you want to look at it. Two things. Barbara Eden um, in an interview said that she, for her, she did not feel that way, that it was a uniform and that was part of her character. And she didn't feel it. Well, was she never played it sexy. She just happened to be, which I guess was in itself sexy because it was confident. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And a couple of things, they, they wouldn't let her show her belly button right. at the time. That's a right. big, yeah. And the costumes themselves, they had, they actually uh, like to find one now. It's actually very difficult because one, they had to constantly be making them because she was ripping them. Oh. She moves around a lot. She's in the bottle and she's jumping around right. a lot. There's a right. lot of, and, and the fabric would tear. So they were constantly having to replace these. And I love this part. Another reason they were replacing them is the producers' wives were taking them for Halloween costumes. Oh my God, you're kidding. I mean, God, come on. Oh my God, that's hysterical. I wonder if they still have those. Well, I don't know. I wonder too. They did say, they. I guess some, uh, it seemed something, one of the prop guys said that they just never returned them. They never brought them back. But it, it kind of goes with the bottles. I, I I bet you there's only so many costumes out there. Wow. Well, one of the last times I think she wore that costume was the Brady Bunch movie sequel. At the very end, she pops up as Jeannie, I think as Mike's ex-wife or something like that. Oh, wow. Like really? for, at, at the very end before the, before the end credits. And she looked damn good. Oh wow! I'm I'm I, when we get done with this this uh, podcast, I'm gonna go on YouTube and try and find that moment. I didn't know that. There you go. A little Brady Bunch tie-in. Jesus. When you know when the sh- uh, by the way, another fun one was when the show de- uh, did cancel, which I think it was yeah. after five years. I, I don't know. I, I can't re- recall the exact amount. I think I think it was probably about five years. Period. Well, one of my favorite stories is <laughs> Larry Larry Hagman goes off. I want to see who's in like South America or something like that on vacation. He comes back to the studio. <laughs> he goes, he goes to go to his dressing room to go pick up a few items. And the, yeah. guard, the guard at the studio actually tells him that the show's been canceled and that it's not his dressing room anymore. That's oh my God. I that. hear that story from so many actors who might've been on a show for five, six years and they go to clean out their dressing room and they're like, I'm sorry, do you have a pass? You know? Yeah, yeah that, that, like that's a- not known anymore, you know? That, I okay, mean, 1965 to 1970. Okay, so five years. Yeah, five years. and Bewitched was 64 to 72. And you were saying, what was that about the residuals? Um, would they, in this case then, they would not be getting residuals. Is well, that- the, the residual formula as we know it didn't start until the early 70s. So they might have had a deal where they got, you know, a few residuals, but certainly not, not more than two or three runs, if, oh if, if that, if that. And I can guarantee unless they were, this is one of the reasons why you would see later seasons of a TV show one of the actors would be listed as also now a producer mm-hmm. was to get a piece of the profits when it goes into syndication, but they only got profits on this, on the seasons that they were producing. Oh, wow. so, but you don't see Larry Hagman. You don't see uh, Barbara Eden. And let's talk about Larry Hagman. Yeah. Let's a, talk about Larry. Who was addicted to LSD while they were doing I dream a genie. Oh, no, I didn't know about that. I knew he was a huge drinker. I knew that. He, oh, I well, that. He, that was he, was a, he was a big drinker. 
and he didn't really start drinking heavily until the Dallas years, I think. But he, um, yeah, he was into he was into drugs. He, I think that he had to go into rehab oh, during wow. the beginning. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out on that one. By the way, on his drinking, no, he was he was was um, he? Yeah, he actually his big deal. He would start off the day with champagne, and kind of work work that through the day, and then you know possibly that's what if he was taking LSD or something. But yeah, they said that his his kind of calm personality in the show was really that was part of his calm personality was he was drinking. Oh well, there you go. All right. Problem with that is at the end of the day of shooting, I guess he could be quite uh, a difficult. Uh, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, uh, and then, you know, the thing is, it made him a star. Right. You know, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, Jeannie goes off the air in 1970. Dallas starts, I guess, in, they, I think they shot the, the, the two hour movie in 76 or 77. So right. it wasn't that long after I do Magini that he got, he got Dallas. Wow. But um, what did he do between? Do you, can you, can you think of anything that, that Larry Hackman film? I know he was in the Superman movie, but that was like about the same time as Dallas. As yeah. I no, I can't. It's kind of like he just, he just fell off the, off the face of the earth. Who's his, uh, I should know this. And I admit, I don't, he has a, is it a famous mother Oh yeah, Mary Martin was his mom. Mary Martin, right? You know who Mary Martin was? Peter Pan, right? Exactly. Yeah, and she originated the the part of Maria in Sound of Music and the and the Broadway version. And oh, she was a huge Broadway star. Right, right. I knew that because I I had read something about him that for him getting the I Dream of Genie and becoming known that's what he always wanted. Like he always wanted to have the 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 um, acclaim that his mom had. You know. And I understand he used to live in Malibu and he wouldn't talk on Sundays. <laughs> he had a rule that he wouldn't talk on Sundays. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I guess everybody gets their own thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, God forbid the house is on fire, you know, and you've got to like alert somebody, but if your rules are rule, let me. the house burn. Do not talk to me. That's right. Um, the uh, hey, by the way, when you were mentioning Malibu, you know they actually shot. They didn't shoot the pilot in Malibu, but they they did shoot the pilot out in Zuma um, for uh, I Dream a Genie. Uh, you're talking about the scene where he finds the bottle. That's correct. And yeah. I think they went back to the exact same spot for the reunion movie. Oh, really? Was that, uh-huh. that that's where because it is? They, they they did a they did a, a with Wayne Rogers reenacting. Yeah, that I moment. I remember it. And they I think they went to the exact same spot in Zuma. Okay, that's pretty wild. I know yeah. that they also made it like an island. They they added that. Oh like, yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. The one thing the one thing that I thought was funny about uh, when they shot it, it was apparently really cold. And oh, was that right? Yeah, and she was in these outfits, and they said it was freezing. Like you know, here they're they're acting like it's an island and every everything like that, but it, apparently it was just really cold. And um, but yet when they interviewed Barbara Eden years later, she said that's her favorite episode. That's is that episode, even though it was cold, even though it was freezing, it was really mm-hmm. unbearable. She loves that that particular episode. She thinks is the best one. Just establishing the whole story. She just thought that was the best episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's Apparently. interesting. I, 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 I will tell you, as a person who works in cartoons as a kid, I always loved the animated opening. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And I, I one one year because just to let your your, your listeners know, uh, I am of the Jewish faith. Oh, no way. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oy Bobby vey, no. never told me that. Oh my I god! Know. 
And one year we're we're sitting in in temple, and yeah. you know you, you you bring your own little prayer book, okay? Yeah. And my mom is turning the pages in the book, and on the top of one page is a little bitty genie bottle, and on the next page the genie bottle's a little bit lower, and then the next oh. page a little bit lower. And my mom says, "What is this?" I said, "Oh, <laughs> I was bored last year. If you flip that, it's the, it's it's the genie bottle falling down to on, on the beach on Cocoa Beach." Oh, and she flips it and she goes, you can't do that. I said, I already did it. And I did it last year. So don't worry about it. <laughs> well, that's a good way to spend your time. I like it. I like it. I got more out of making a flip cartoon book out of that bottle than I ever did in synagogue. Forgive me. Yeah. For yeah. I, you know, it's funny too, because as you're, as you're describing that, I, I don't know the exact theme song, but I literally can hear dun, 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 dun. Which is these, which is season two and forward, because the first season, and Sidney Sheldon, who created the show, said he hated that theme song from the very beginning. I was thrilled when they redid it. Oh, that's so funny! Now I got to go back and listen to the first couple of shows. They so because I that's like iconic. I mean, that's so. Oh yeah. It's in and, your head. And then, and then, you know, all TV shows, we talked about this with the Brady's, they had the, the transition music from scene to scene that was kind of like, you know, um, you know, da, 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 right. Da, da, yeah. da. So Jeannie had the same thing. Which was variations of the theme. Yeah. But the last year they did a, a they did one a, a laugh in tie-in. I don't know if you remember that, but they had George Slaughter and um, uh, Judy Karn, and they had a laugh in tie-in. And they decided to go for a more psychedelic sound for their bumper and and, and mood music. And it, it, it just got this wacky kind of psychedelic, druggy sort of sound to it. <laughs> Jesus, because we're getting closer to the seventies. We were in the seventies. We were in the yeah. 70s. We, were, we were in yeah. late sixties, early seventies, and yeah. It went from black and white, kind of wholesome to, you know, a far out genie cool, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, the, the thing about Barbara Eden, she, I, I don't know, I, I've never picked this up in any interview or anything that I've read about her, is she is, you could say that she's been stereotyped as genie. I mean, not that she hasn't done other parts, but really, if I say to you, you know, how many other things have you seen her in? I probably have seen her in a lot of other programs. Yeah. But I really truthfully only see her as Jeannie in my head. So um, I remember she did a really cool movie of the week where she played this housewife who was pregnant and she would eat salt and touch books. And she was basically salt was keeping her alive. Oh, wow. And touching the book, she was educating her child by touching books and records. And you find out at the end, she was actually an alien mother. And when she had the baby, she goes up in a spaceship back to her planet. Now, some of your listeners are going to remember this and know it. It was great. I mean, when I was a kid, I I just remember seeing her sitting there having lunch with, uh, I think Joyce Van Patten was the, was the, was the other uh, actress. And oh, she's just, wow. salt, she's just salting everything, like salting. And, oh, and, and, and then she lived on coffee. She would get a can of coffee grinds and pour some water in from the, from the faucet and just drink it because the baby lived on coffee and salt. It was the most was this bizarre a show. Movie? A TV movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, wh- right. When you post this, ask people to just, what was that movie? 
Yeah, we go, oh yeah, I totally remember that. out there right now. Does anybody know that movie? If you do, but going, but going back to what you're saying, like what else has she done? I remember she did Harper Valley for Universal. Oh, Harper Valley PTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Produced by that, I don't wait. Don't tell me it's Gary Marshall. Nope. Who? You're close. Uh, Lloyd and Sherwood Schwartz. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's right around. And there. and and we had a rule. When I was a tour guide at Universal, we had a list of people we could not point out for different reasons. Oh, geez. she she was one of them, and the reason was that one day she was going for a run on the back lot at Universal, and she didn't have any makeup on. And a tour guide saw her and pointed her out, and she was mortified. Oh so, my god! So like, they sent like, out a memo. Like you need to be mortified, please. Well, add, add to the list of people we weren't allowed to point out on the back lot, and uh, she was added to the list. Wow. Wow. That's wild. I mean, she, just a, a beautiful woman. That's, that's, that's just crazy. But you also want to think that lady you're on universal. They do tours. <laughs> right, exactly. Unless it's your first day and you don't know what time they start. Chances are, if you're going to go for a morning run, put on your makeup, a tram's going to go by. I mean, people are everywhere. Yeah. That's right. Without a doubt. I got, I, I, I got a good one uh, by the way, a good Larry Hagman. Um, he, um, Apparently, the flying nun with Sally Field was being filmed on the set right That's next. That's right. I yeah, agree. yeah. And so, you know, it was about a nun, uh, obviously. And so there were ten nuns visiting, and somebody happened to come. Real up. nuns visiting or extras? Real, real nuns. Oh, okay, real all nuns right. Visiting the flying nuns, and somebody had this great, you know, great idea. Hey, since you guys are here, why don't we go over to the I Dream a Genie set? And, and we'll show you that as well. So Larry Hagman had a real hard time with um, people visiting a set or any of that. And then he sees that it's nuns and he was he was a real practical joker, I guess, too. He took this one a little too far uh, for the nuns, but apparently he grabbed, I, I wanna say it was an ax. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was, it was an ax. And he started, <laughs> he came on the side, they start, he started wielding this thing over his head and just swearing at the top of his lungs. And I guess that the nuns left immediately. And that- yeah, No that, kidding, right? Yeah, that was, yeah. No, who knows if Larry was on a binge at the time or what? But if you could picture these nuns walking over from the flying nun set and suddenly they're over there and it's like, hey, Larry, yeah. <laughs> He's wheeling the axe. Jeez. Yeah. Well, but so so the nuns leave the crazy guy from I Dream of Genie to go back to Gidget in a nun costume flying. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, a, was, it's not a great day for nuns that day. No, that was not a good day. No, no. When they didn't realize that they were going from the flying nun to the flying axe. They didn't. They oh my didn't, God, that's hysterical. That yeah. is so freaking funny. My guess is he was on a bit of a binge then. That that's for sure. Yeah, obviously, you know, having a bad day or maybe just, you know, scared of nuns. Who knows? It, it could be. It could be. Yeah. Well, listen, I think we should wrap her up on our I, I Dream of Genie discussion. But uh, I'd like oh, to... Oh, by the way, we, like, we got to touch up for a moment on the really bad Hanna-Barbera cartoon Genie. Oh, I'd be happy to. Just for a second. Sure. I have only one, one, I have only one question. And that Why? question is... Why? 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 <laughs> Why call it Genie? Why not have Barbara Eden? Why not have Larry? You know who was the voice of the guy? Who? It was Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill? 
Mark Hamill played, was his, was his name, Corey? Was oh. that, yeah, he was a surfer dude who finds a bottle. I don't know why they did it. It was terrible. Oh, that is terrible. I mean, they could have easily had just used, like you said, the original cast and we were good. Just do the series as is animated if you're going to do it. And Hanna-Barbera, by the way, animated the opening. I was, you know, it's so funny. I was just going to ask you if that, which is really weird then that they wouldn't use the original cast after they Right? Hanna-Barbera animated the opening of, of Genie and Bewitched. Did, um, how long did it last just like one season? I don't know, probably one or two seasons. It was just not so good. I don't have, yeah, I don't have much of a memory of it. I'm vaguely, when you mentioned the surfer, uh, the Corey thing, I was like, maybe I do kind of. And um, if anybody, if anybody listening is interested, Google a Radio Shack smoking genie bottle, like 1970. My grandmother got me one. I don't have it anymore, but Radio Shack sold these, there was a green plastic genie bottle. Wow. And you would ask, you would ask it a question, take off the top, smoke would come out. Oh, and when, cool. you, and when you, and when you put the top back down, you'd open up the little door and would give you your answer like an eight ball. Okay. That is extremely cool. Oh, I'd love to have one of those now. And I remember when my grandmother gave it to me, uh, I was all over dark shadows. Dark shadows was one of my all time favorite shows. Barnabas and Tom. so, and so grandma said, ask it a question. I said, Okay, genie bottle. When do vampires come out? And and I and I opened it and I closed and I opened up the door and it said, "When the moon is full." Oh wow! <laughs> I know, right? That is grandma. seriously this is, eerie. This is real. Oh, that is so cool. I All actually looked right, well, online to, to buy one of those recently to see if it exists. I couldn't find one. That's why, well, maybe because of whatever it was that, you know, controlled the smoke and all that, maybe. I also think the smoke was toxic. I just remember getting like really sick from that smoke. Oh, that is such a cool, cool toy. I love it. Um, Well, anyway, we better wrap it up on that, but that is. All right. I'll be searching for that. Um, Well, let's do our, well, you know, all those listeners out there, there's thousands of listeners. Um, If you would, uh, yeah, come back and listen to Bob and I. The next one we're going to do is Star Trek. So we will be back with Star Trek. So look for that as our our next podcast. All right. See you, Bob. Bye, dude. Talk to you.